Friends, welcome to another episode of Leadosophy. Super grateful if you're listening or watching. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you're here with an open mind because that's the rule, not the exception. Today's episode is going to be a little philosophical. We're going to talk about knowledge claims in the realm of leadership. Is there a difference between knowing how to lead and knowing about leadership? This is an episode about knowledge. What knowledge can we have of leadership, of leading others? How much of leading is intuitive, difficult to explain, or simply unexplainable? We're going to get into a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about some logic. We're going to talk about the laws of thought. Probably going to lose some friends on this episode. Probably going to lose some listeners. Uh, probably going to be maybe maybe bored. Maybe I'm not giving my audience enough credit. Again, this is part philosophy show. So I like to talk, geek out a little bit of philosophy every once in a while. So if you want to hang around and, and learn about a little bit of the logic, uh, stick around. It'll be fun. All right, friends, here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution. You are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of leadosophy, Tim Wood. All right, friends, welcome back. My apologies if, if I come off like sometimes I am devaluing the audience as far as what I think you may want to hear about philosophy, philosophy talk. It definitely has nothing to do with, I don't think people can grasp philosophy who haven't studied philosophy. It has nothing to do with that. I think I'm just a little subconscious, self-conscious about talking about philosophy because when you go to school for philosophy, there's a lot of people that question you and they sometimes look at you like, what are you doing that for? And I've mentioned this on other shows before, but you know, I don't know how many times someone has said, well, why would you go to school and get a philosophy degree? What purpose does that serve? I've been asked that a hundred times. It's frustrating, but you know, I, I started down the, the road of philosophy because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the subject matter. I enjoyed the, the critical thought. And these are all things you can do if you don't formally study philosophy. So this isn't like something crazy. Philosophy's been around long before there was a formal subject as far as taught in colleges and universities in the United States or wherever. I believe we're all philosophers. We all can deepen our understanding of subjects and look at things critically. And that's what I want to do today. That's what I want to do today. Talk about knowledge. I like talking about knowledge. Again, I've said this before, epistemology is Epistemology is my favorite subfield of philosophy, the theory of knowledge. How do we know what we know? So here's some questions. How many people have never held a position of leadership, but they can confidently and quickly recall someone who is a great leader? How is that possible? Maybe it was someone they worked for, or someone they read about in the book. The point is that people tend to know intuitively who can lead well. And who cannot lead well? How is this? How can this be? How can they possess this knowledge of good leaders, great leaders, people that drive them, inspire them, yet maybe they don't know or have never formally taken a course on leadership? Maybe they've never even read a book on leadership, but yet they can talk about 
the great leaders that they have worked for fluently, clearly, concisely. How is that possible? It's almost like there's something inherent in our, in our knowledge of leading. And maybe this goes back thousands and thousands of years. Again, I've said this before. We haven't always had formal leadership classes, former leadership curriculums, yet leadership has been going on forever. People have led, people have been led for millennia. Is it possible that a person can lead well or lead effectively, yet not know how to lead? Again, this is knowledge, talking about knowledge. And by not, quote, knowing how to lead, unquote, I mean that they cannot explain, they cannot offer a succinct explanation on how to lead, how they lead their own personal experiences. And this sounds counterintuitive, it might sound counterintuitive, but riding a bike might serve as a loose example. Can you explain how you ride a bike? I mean, I just get on the thing and ride it. I guess if I was forced to sit down and write out step-by-step instructions on how I ride a bike, I could probably cobble my way through it. I remember in California trying to teach my oldest son, Michael, how to ride a bike. This is circa 2005, probably, 2005. I would sit him on the bike with training wheels, of course. This was back in the day when they actually had training wheels. I don't know if they do. I don't think they do a lot of training wheels anymore. I think the method is no training wheels, and they just kind of push off the ground. But I would sit him on the bike with pedal uh, training wheels and just simply tell him to pedal. Avoid heavy obstacles. Law of gross tonnage comes into mind here. It's a law of gross tonnage. But I couldn't really offer any further explanation to him. I didn't know what else to say. Get on the bike and pedal. Dude, I don't know what else what else you want from me. You, I remember him looking at me, those little curly, curly hair. You know? And sometimes it was even hard for him to pedal to start off. So yeah, you felt you feel helpless, you know, and you feel like he needs more instruction, more explanation but I just couldn't provide it. In 2006, my, at the time, my wife, my wife at the time and my two sons, we moved across country from California to Ohio. I got stationed there in the Coast Guard. And my son had still not successfully ridden a bike without training wheels on his own. So the moving company shows up, offload his bike. And I remember getting his bike, moving, moving folks, give me his bike and I roll it up the driveway and Michael wants to ride it, so we go go out to the street. We're, this was in a cul-de-sac, so we had plenty of room, no cars. Well, very rarely, a few cars going up and down the street. So I sit him on the bike and uh, give him a little push, and the dude just starts riding his bike. I mean, just like, you know, no big deal. Last time I saw him ride his bike with the training wheel or trying to no, no training wheels, he failed mightily, and then move cross-country, I don't know. Just starts riding a bike. Turning was an issue, to be sure. He crashed and burned when he tried to turn. But the question is, did he know how to ride a bike? Did he have knowledge now of riding a bike? He could have never probably explained how he rid that bike, ridden that bike either, rode that bike. You know, if I asked him to explain, Michael, how did you do that? We just came all the way across country. You got on your bike and you just started riding, dude. I gave you a little push and you started pedaling and you were balancing yourself and everything else. He probably could have never offered an explanation or if he tried to, it would have been very, very primitive. So I was perplexed, 
But what is the point? What am I trying to say? It's not always easy describing what it is like to lead. There may be a little bit of parallels to explaining how you ride a bike. Loosely. People aren't bikes. I get that. And it's not always easy describing how we lead, especially if we're cognizant of the laws of unique experiences, which I talk about frequently. All of our experiences are unique. We can try to explain our unique leadership experiences to others, but they just will never be able to completely understand. You know, is it possible that our personalities, values, and assumptions subconsciously propel the way we lead, the way we treat others, the way we make decisions? And is it possible that some of this is intuitive, which does not imply that we can't make or change our methods? So what I want to say is that knowledge claims about leadership, but what I want to get into is knowledge claims about leadership are more slippery than we think. Again, do you know how to lead? I'm asking you. What do you think about when I say that? And if you say yes, yes, I know how to lead. How do you know that you know? What are you looking for? What would you explain to somebody if you had to tell them, you know how to lead and why you know. And again, this may sound trivial, but it gets to the heart of knowledge. How do we know we have knowledge? How do we know we have knowledge of leadership, about leadership, or in practicality, how to lead? If someone who works for you asks them to ask you to show them how to lead, what do you tell them? What do you show them? Do you say it's like riding a bike? but a little more complicated? Would you be inaccurate? Or could you walk them through the skills of leadership like you could show someone the skills needed to build a deck? And again, I understand humans aren't decks. If a CEO claims that he or she knows how to lead, but a recent employee engagement survey yields the results of 75% of the staff are not happy with the CEO's leadership. Is that CEO's knowledge claim about leadership accurate or is it inaccurate? Does the CEO really know how to lead if 75% of the staff do not think that he or she is an effective leader? And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer to this. I'm just, it's a, it's a question about knowledge. And again, intuitively, this may all sound absurd, But the goal here is to make us all pause and examine our leadership knowledge and those claims more deeply rather than throw our knowledge claims around haphazardly with too much confidence. Where's the line? Here's a very important question. This is going to blow your mind. Where's the line between what we actually know about leadership and what we claim to know about leadership? Or is there a line? Or is it more of a Deep divide. Filtered through the lens of leadosophy, I talk weekly about leadership. I try to talk about the subject. Sometimes generally, sometimes specifically like today, getting into knowledge claims. But simply because I discuss leadership in various contexts, does it, does it follow that what leadership is, or does it follow that I know what leadership is and what leadership is not. Just because I talk about leadership. Do I know how to lead? Do I know about leadership? 
I think it's more more precise to say I know something about leadership. And again, even if that knowledge is very limited and very narrow. And again, I welcome skepticism here. And I welcome skepticism on any of the shows that I, that I make. It is encouraged. Leosophy welcomes the, the skeptics for one simple reason. If I say something about leadership or about leading that causes a person to question what I said, then Leadosophy has succeeded by sending that person on their own quest, a quest of curiosity and for understanding. And that's what Leadosophy is all about. It's about deepening our understanding of leadership. It's far more about seeking understanding in the realm of leadership and far less about seeking the truth in leadership. And I say this all the time. I repeat this mantra often for a reason. And it's about truth. And especially the dogmatic version of the truth that some people are very willing to use. And this dogmatic version of the truth becomes inaccessible to examination, inaccessible to further inquiry, especially by the person claiming to hold that truth. When I proclaim X or Y is true about leadership, especially if I was to do this dogmatically, and this can go about anything really, my mind tends to seal that truth. I use the, the metaphor of sealing that truth in a coffin. And that truth is buried deep within my mind. And it's no easy task to unearth a buried truth, let alone re-examine that truth and scrutinize that truth if you had to. Every time someone says leadership is this or that, which are both declarative statements, and knowledge claims. If I say leadership is X, I'm making a knowledge claim about leadership. Every time we do that, we potentially lose a little room for exploration and self-discovery. I want to briefly explore the subtle ways we make declarative true statements about leadership. And again, this is going to be about anything. People do this all the time. We do it every day. And I'll give a quick, quick and simple personal example. It'd also be a little introduction to basic logical statements. I said we're going to get into a little philosophy here. Logic, part of philosophy. Part of math, really, kind of. Logical statements and the laws of thought. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Buckle up here. You may need a sip of coffee. So I'm guilty of saying leadership is a grind. I say that all the time. Leadership is a grind. This is a declarative statement and a knowledge claim. I am making a claim about leadership. I'm saying I know this. Leadership is this. The statement has a truth value, meaning it is either true or it is false. It cannot be both true and false. To claim it is both a grind and to claim it is not a grind is a logical contradiction in accordance with the laws of thought, more narrowly, the law of contradiction. Another example, if I say Tim is a human, then I'm claiming it is true that Tim is a human. Thus, it must be false that I am not a human. I cannot sometimes be a human, or else my original statement would need refined. 
So by stating that leadership is a grind, I'm making a knowledge claim about leadership. How do I know I'm right? Is it true that leadership is a grind? In this context, I like to use Merriam-Webster's definition of grind. Quote, dreary, monotonous, or difficult labor, study, or routine. Can leadership be difficult labor sometimes? Of course. But I can think of many, many times where leadership was anything but a grind. Leadership was enjoyable. It was seemingly simple, like treating people with kindness and then having that kindness reciprocated. That didn't seem hard to me. It didn't seem like a grind. It was enjoyable. It was pleasurable. So now I just provided a counterexample of leadership, of being a grind. It contradicted my statement that leadership is a grind. So I guess I could say leadership is a grind sometimes. Thus, I refined my original thesis. And again, I bring up this seemingly benign statement simply to show that we often utter knowledge claim statements. And they could be true, but they could also be more complex than the statements initially appeared. We made it to refine our knowledge claim statements if we're going to get closer to the truth about leadership. If that's our goal is to find some truth which I believe we want some semblance of truth. I, I think if we just walked around the world not trying to get to any truth, we might be fairly ineffective. But the search for understanding to me is just important. So some declarative statements about leadership may be true, but I think they're potentially more conditional and situational. Leadership is a grind under certain situations and contexts. Leadership is enjoyable and pleasurable under certain contexts and situations. So I think we have to filter through the minefields of knowledge claims, especially proclaimed by the leadership experts, so to speak. We need to conduct our own search for those conditions that supplement the simple declarative statements about what leadership is and what is important about those conditions. I think we can agree that often context matters as it pertains to leadership truths, if there, are, if there are any truths about leadership. Shout out the laws of logic, laws of thought, laws of contradiction. Logic was one of my favorite classes in college. I'm addicted to Venn, di- guide, Venn diagrams now, thanks to logic class. I probably use them when they don't need to be used. I'll force Venn diagrams into just about any situation. They're a Venn diagram. And if you don't know what a Venn diagram is, it's basically the two circles that come together and in the middle they overlap. And then you have some areas or ideas or whatever that are on the outsides of the circles in each individual circle. And then again, there's things that overlap in the middle, but there can be three circles or four circles. Venn diagrams, a lot of fun. But what I liked about logic, it taught me to analyze statements and arguments a little closer. I try to choose my words a little more carefully uh, when I talk, which sometimes I succeed, sometimes I don't. And I definitely pay more attention to things I say that may sound or come off like I'm proclaiming a certain truth, especially when I'm doing this podcast in the world of leadership. I try to be very mindful of the knowledge claims I put forward on leadership because I'm always everyone has seen out there the the leadership experts that just say this is the way you lead this is how it's done 
these top 10, these top 10 things are the key to success. I get frustrated when I see that because I feel like they're trying to press this general leadership knowledge into very specific situations, very specific and unique individuals in their unique context, in their unique industry, at their unique job. When that person who is claiming to have the elixir of leadership has never been in that field, will never be in that person's shoes. And I'm not saying they can't have some general knowledge of leadership that is beneficial, but I just say look at it a little more with a little more skepticism. Go on your quest for your own understanding. You're seeking your own knowledge with others. I believe we can make this journey together. That's why I love leadosophy. I think we're, we're on this knowledge quest about leadership together, about leadership of leadership, which is fun for me. I like doing that. So whether they are bestowed the title or they self-proclaim the title, many leadership experts claim that leadership is this or that. Leadosophy urges everyone to approach declarative statements about leadership with caution. I think the waters of leadership might be a little more murky than our minds would like to, to admit. But we have to remember our minds like simplicity and concepts that nudge us in the direction of simple declarative statements about leading others especially general, very general statements. I think it's an assumption of mine that I know something about leadership, but it is a long and deep stretch to say that I know what leadership is or it is not. Despite years of leadership experience under my belt, leadership still seems mysterious at times. I've learned to embrace the mysteries of leadership. I have definitely learned to embrace the mysteries of leadership. I once had a blog called The Fog of Leadership. The blog is dead. The wreckage is strewn about the uh, beaches of binary digits. But make, make no mistake, the fog of leadership is alive and well, for me anyways. It can be a fog sometimes. That's it, friends. Little logic, laws of thought, knowledge claims covered some very narrow, narrow subject today in the world of leadership. That's okay. Sometimes you have to go a mile deep and an inch wide vice, a mile wide and an inch deep. Stay tuned next time when we discuss causal claims about leadership. And one of my favorite predictive statements, can you predict human behavior? That may be more slippery than you think. Predictive statement, predictive, predictive statements or claims about the future. If we do so-and-so, or act in so-and-so way, this or that will result, will happen. Here's a question to chew on as you leave today's episode. What predictive statements can you make or can we make about leadership, if any? Remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life and of life. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.